You need to give yourself a break because you know a lot more than what you give yourself credit for. Both of you. It's like you're like my little junior developers. I get like nervous though because like I don't want to say something wrong. It's like once you start talking about, it, I'm like, oh yeah, like this is great. I know this thing. I know I know this information. I'm good. But it's like I get nervous um, that I'm going to say something wrong, and especially because I have to like lead the conversation. So it's fine though. You just stay like anytime you're having a, like this type of conversation or like even a client meeting, and you're like getting to be outside the bounds of your knowledge. Just stay in your little your your knowledge box. Like stay tight in there and you don't just don't don't try to like sound smart and throw a word out that you don't know because then the client's going to be like, now, what's that mean? What's that do? And then you're going to be like, oh, I know. I'm dumb. I just tried to just say kidding. big words to be smart. Yeah. But if I you heard stay, John if you stay say tight, it once. So. <laughs> and he seems to be smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he I'm seems go to know with, what he's talking about. <laughs> he's he's lied to me on occasion where I believed it. So let's just <laughs> go with that. All right. Welcome back to Oh, Here's a Little Marketing for you. I'm Ellie Hicks. I'm Ellen Cernko. I'm John Young. I almost just cut in and read, I'm John Young. That would have been <laughs> hilarious. Okay. Good. You can pretend to be me. I love that. Well, I am pretending to be a developer, so. You're um, a, you are an excellent little junior developer. Thank you, John. I you can fix what I'm Junior developer. I, I always try to get a compliment out of you guys before we start each episode, so thank you for that. Um <laughs> Um, all right. Each week we talk about how to get the most out of your marketing for small business or nonprofit organization. Uh, last week we talked about um, building an e-commerce website. So we're going to continue that conversation today. There was a couple more points that we wanted to get to. Um, so Ellen, you want to give us a recap of what we talked about last week? For sure. So last week we basically laid the groundwork for the benefits of why you should have an e-commerce website um, that you own um, and that you and your web development team manage. Um, And we also talked about how e-commerce is not just for like the big players, like you can be a small business and you can have a thriving e-commerce business. We shared an example of one of our clients um, that they were able to completely pivot their business to um, online sales during COVID. Um, So if you didn't hear that story, um, I recommend going back and listening to that episode because it's a really, really cool story of um, a client trusting us and being creative with her business um, and seeing the fruits of that labor. Um, We also talked about um, knowing what you'll be selling online and making sure you have appropriate imagery, descriptions, other content that you're going to need to be able to get this started. Um, And then we also discussed having a plan for fulfilling orders and payment options. So basically going back to PCS, did you plan? Is it consistent? And is it sustainable? So that's mostly what we talked about the last time is just like all the prep work that goes into an e-commerce platform. Um, And then there were a few things that we didn't get to. So we decided that we were going to make a part two. I feel like you worded that just so you could get your acronym in there. I know. I love that. I love waiting for Ellen to work PCS into every episode. I need to get Scarlett saying it just like I'll just ingrain it in her. Yeah. Is that PCS? Did you plan? It's not. Is You're it right, consistent? Girl. Is it sustainable? It's really good for every <laughs> single part of life, you know? If it really you, honestly is. PCS, it's really good You're advice. Good to go. Thank yeah. you. I feel like somebody probably trademarked it at some point and I missed it and I'm claiming it as my own. So I should probably no, go we research sh- that before I keep saying it. <laughs> we should trademark it. Put it on our website. What if there's a, if there's a PCS.com? I'm sure there is. It's probably something like not good. Oh, it's like. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, no. 
German yeah, we're probably security. like giving some. Well, oh. we're giving some like acronym that like everyone's probably like cringing every time we say it. Like, do they know what that means? <laughs> no, we don't. We're not cool. Not in our world. Head. In our world, it is a good thing. Planning, so consistency, su- sustainability. Yes. All right. So, um, yeah. So we talked about kind of everything, all the prep work that goes into this. Um, now we want to kind of talk about why it's important to have a plan. You know, you don't want to just be like, oh, we can sell sell things online. What is your plan going to be after you start selling things online? Um, what's your process going to be for managing your inventory? Um, and are if you have, you know, your digital store running at the same time as your brick and mortar, how are you going to manage that inventory? Thoughts? Yes, you should you should manage <laughs> yep. those things. Yep, you should definitely should think about thing. think about those things, and that will help you. Yeah. So, um, depending on what you're selling and um, how readily available the actual product is, if you're doing so, let's just do products, not services. Um, you know, so like t-shirts. Like if I sell 50 t-shirts today, how soon can I get more t-shirts if I sell out? So, do I need to have like a literal inventory on the website of? This is how many I have to sell. And then when that inventory depletes to zero, do I stop selling or do I keep selling with a notification that says, cool, got your order, but you're going to get it in two weeks because we have to order more? Or is it something that's custom made uh, that is going to require more than a couple of weeks? So those are all things to kind of think through. Uh, you know, what your every, every business, even ours, is dealing with supply chain issues. So how quickly can you get this product back in? If it's a, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a digital product or a, or a service, that's kind of not unlimited, but there's not so much of an inventory, then you don't have to worry about those things. But um, one, one problem that we have uh, that we solve for one of our clients, upscale resale furnishings in Gehanna, you know, she's got an e-commerce store uh, on her website, but it's not a, uh, so she sells um, secondhand boutique furniture. Um, so it's nice stuff. It's not like a garage sale. It's like literally a shop of nice furniture. And often you'll go in there and find things that fit your, fit your style, you know, no matter what your style is. So she wanted to be able to put her inventory of products on her website and e-commerce is the way to do that, uh, in a, in a, in an easy format, but she didn't want people to like buy the couch online. She wanted people to come in and buy it. So, uh, the the problem she had when we started that setting that up was well if I'm looking at this couch and I want it uh, and if I come all the way over there and you sold it that morning it's not there anymore but I saw it on your website it's one of those you know, I've seen plenty of those TikToks like well it says on your computer it says on your it says on your website you have it was it here now it's not so <laughs> I, is it is it the I got the guy that did like IKEA did you guys see that one like Mm-mm. guy that works at IKEA. Yeah, it's funny. He's got like a Philly accent. It's pretty funny. Anyway, I'm I'm teaching you guys about TikTok videos. What, what? what am I doing? Yeah, that's shocking. This, this is like the second time. This yeah, that you this is you've mentioned this is the, TikTok. This is the end times. So, um, you know, she has to be cognizant, and her salespeople have to be cognizant of if we sell this, we have to go to the website, we have to take it off because mm-hmm. uh, there's only one of those couches. It's not like it's a mass-produced couch. Like she just has the one. Sometimes she has like two mirrors or two frames, but often it's just the one product. Um, so if you're, if you're going to have an inventory of items on your website and it's just one, uh, you have to be cognizant of that, especially if you're selling it offline. Same with, uh, youngs and t-shirts. Like if we have a run on t-shirts in the gift shop and we're still selling them online, someone's got to let me know or let our gift shop manager know to take them off the website because it might be a couple weeks before we get more of them. 
So those are things to kind of think through, like how mission critical is this order getting uh, shipped, completed, and to the customer in a timely manner? Because if it's if it's important, you have to be you have to pay attention to your inventory. If it's not important, then then don't, I guess. Yeah, pay I'd say that's attention. probably one of the biggest logistical hangups with the e commerce is managing that inventory, especially if it is something that's like limited edition or something that will run out. I think that's probably one of the biggest things. Not not even just like, okay, if it runs out, what's the timeline to get more in? Or but if it is like a limited edition t-shirt or it's an item you have just one of, really making sure you keep track of that and uh, managing that on your website so that you aren't having, you know, too many orders for an item that you don't actually have and you risk really upsetting a lot of people with that. A lot of people get pretty angry, you know, if they go to purchase something like you just said, John, um, your website said it. Well, sorry, we don't have it. Our website guy sucks. I don't (laughs) rely on them for anything. John, something else you mentioned was if something is going to be customized. Um, So I think it's really important to talk through that process as well. Like what is your process for somebody submitting what Ever it is that's customized. So if it's a name or um, if it's like a color of something, um, are you going to have, you know, a disclaimer that says whatever you submit when you make this order is exactly what's going to be on this product? Or are you going to allow a grace period um, for changes to be submitted? And if you are, how do they submit the changes? Do they do that through a form on your website? Do they send an email? Um, are you going to send a proof? So you know, think through those things as well. Um, and whatever you decide, make sure that that process is clearly conveyed to the customer. Um, especially when it comes to customized things, people can get really upset when it's wrong. Um, I'm curious, John, what was the process for the bricks when you guys did that at Young's? Mm. So, uh, we set up two, two bricks. So we had the four by eight, uh, standard brick size. And when they had the square eight by eight, which, you know, there's a bunch of different sizes we could have chosen, but we thought that was easiest for our brick guy to get laid. So, uh, the four by eight had three lines of, uh, text available. I think 16 characters per line. Uh, the eight by eight was 20, 20 characters, I think. So basically I created two items, one that had three lines of text and, uh, limited you to 16 characters. And then same for the eight by eight, it was the other way. Uh, it was the other way. Oh, my brick guy just texted me. That's funny. I was just thinking. I was like, <laughs> he keeps he keeps ignoring me, and then he finally just texted me back. So good. Anyway, um, so uh, and then there were options. So you could get a replica version of the brick. So that was kind of like an add-on for fifteen dollars, I think. And then uh, also you could get uh, one of four different icons. So like there was an ice cream cone, a barn, a cow, and a block of cheese were the four options. So th- that was also an add-on. So uh, what we what we did was, was we told them on the forms that uh, all letters are going to be capitalized automatically. Uh, they got an email that uh, says what they typed. Uh, and there, I think out of 1,100 orders, there was like two, maybe three that reached out and said, hey, I mistyped this. Nice. Or, wow. uh, and we didn't order them right away, so that, that was helpful. Um, there, there was one, uh, she was in the first batch. We ordered those in, I want to say we ordered those in March or May, one of those in months. Uh, but before we actually got it in the ground, it was like her and her husband and their kids. And, uh, she's like, so we got divorced. Uh, so <sighs> I don't want my money back. The money can still go to the charity. I don't want the replica brick. You can throw that away. If you've already printed the brick, just don't put it in the ground. 
Yeah. So we we didn't. Fair. I was like, oh man, like in like f- four months or whatever, like went from I we're such a happy marriage that we we're going to buy a brick at our favorite yeah. place to I don't want to see that guy's <laughs> name ever again. Throw the brick away. Throw the brick away. So uh, that was kind of our process. So uh, in even if someone were to like, they're actually, and um, that's why I reached out to our brick guy because there were a couple of instances of um, bricks got put in the wrong place because I didn't give full instructions. But my my cousin and his wife, they got one for her parents because they have eight grandkids. And so there's the brick that says uh, the slaughter eight, but there's only seven names listed. And they didn't notice that until the brick was already in the ground. They forgot a grandchild. Yeah. And so that brick is still wow. there, which is why why Derek's on <laughs> it. So that brick was there, but we ordered a replacement, but they were supposed to replace the new brick with the old brick. And now both of them are there. So a uh-huh. couple, couple things like that. So yeah. luckily our, our brick supplier wasn't uh, too difficult to like get in touch with. So if there was a mistake or there had been a couple of mistakes, either on customer side or our side or their side, easy to get fixed. I would hope that I was the forgotten grandchild just so I could hang it over everyone's head forever because I'm that oh, type of person. Definitely. When <laughs> when Derek pulls that brick out, I'm gonna keep it and then give it to that grand it's unfortunately not one of my mm. cousin's kids, it's one of the other one of the other cousins' mm. kids, but I'll mm, just keep it for funny. him so they can they can use it in the future. That is funny. But yeah, I wanted you to share that story because I think it's a great example of like something that's customized that you need to be really careful that it's correct because it's going to mm-hmm. go in the ground and it can be replaced, but it's going to take a hot minute to do that. Yeah, we we did some research on other uh, organizations that have done that and they had far more stringent, like if you type this in, it's this is what it is. But Young's being Young's and me being me, I was like, ah, why, why would I want to put someone's brick in there if they're not going to be happy with it? Yeah. And, yeah, you know, it's not we we didn't. If you have the ability to change it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the money we made on it was basically to pay for the bricks going in. Like we didn't, mm-hmm. we're not all buying Ben's E classes on the amount of bricks that we sold. Like Rocking Horse got like thirty six thousand dollars. We paid for the brick guy to put all the bricks in, and that also paid for the other bricks that aren't engraved. And then boop, that's it. Like we, it wasn't a it wasn't a fundraiser for Youngs. It was yeah. Can we put in eleven thousand bricks at no cost? And that's what we did. <laughs> And help out an awesome organization in Springfield. Yeah, yeah. Rocking Horse was super stoked was really to have that. Idea. And um, if we if we do another uh, brick campaign in the future, we'll we'll do it exactly the same way. It, that was one of like three things that were going on while we were building the new store that were my babies, <laughs> and seemingly they've all worked out well so far. So, oh my gosh, fingers Not to toot crossed. my own horn. Not to toot my own horn, how awesome I am. But <laughs> e commerce setting up. It's it, like if a client were to come to us with that, we'd be like, oh, this is so much work. But like since I was doing it, I was like, well, I know all the things that work and don't work. So I'm just going to do it that way. And then hopefully it works. So we had mm-hmm. uh, WooCommerce connected to Zapier, connected to Google Sheets. So as orders came in, those got placed in a spreadsheet. And then I did my spreadsheet magic to, to that my dad could see live, like how many bricks have sold and how much money is raised for Rocking Horse and how much money is going to the, the brick putting in fund. And it was all kind of live and fun. So like we could just every time we send an email out, we'd be like, oh, ding, 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 ding. That's very fun. I do think that also brings up a really interesting point of like when you build your e-commerce store slash system through your own website versus like, say, using Shopify, like a Shopify storefront or like Etsy or something like that. Um, yeah, those things like those other tools are nice because it's like set and ready to go. But what's nice about doing it through your own website, utilizing a plugin like WooCommerce is you can do things like what John just said. Like you can get 
extremely customizable in the way that your processes are set up so that it's perfect for your clients. And it also saves you a ton of time because you can automate exactly what you need to be automated. Um, So that's something to keep in mind as well, that like it might not be like a straightforward answer, but that's because it's an answer that's specifically built for you. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's that's just an added benefit. Yeah, I think it was a really great example too of how like you knew exactly how that process was going to go and you set up the customization within the exact parameters to try to, you know, alleviate any issues. Whereas Ellen, like what you were just saying, like if you've ever bought anything from Etsy, um, when you go to customize something, it's like you just get like a text box and you just have to write in, like you type in like every bit of information you want, like what color patches do you want and what do you want it to say and what font, like you're left to just be typing all of that in for somebody to then decipher. Um, Whereas like if you can get everything as simplified as possible, whether it's just like checking boxes or choosing from drop downs or having um, like hard character limits on things, um, that's going to make it a lot easier. And I'm honestly really impressed to hear that you only had like a couple of people email you and say, yeah. This is wrong. That's incredible. I mean, we had lots of other emails about it, but the emails in terms of order was wrong was limited to a few. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. It turns out turns out shipping the replica bricks was far more difficult than I thought it was going to be. But that's that's a shipping it's a shipping and USPS issue. It has nothing to do with how the e commerce store performed. <laughs> you had an issue with USPS? What? Yeah, I know. It's it's uh it's just amazing. Yeah, they're they are a fantastic, well run organization from top to bottom. <laughs> Yeah, but to your point, like uh, Shopify, Wix, Squarespace, all these kind of like um, you know do-it-yourself type projects, often you can do the same kind of automation or the same kind of configuration, but often also cost you extra. Like, oh yeah, you can do that, but it's an extra five dollars a month or it's an extra ten dollars mm-hmm. a month. Um, so I don't like to get into the you know we do custom coding. It's like built just for you. But like what we use are sources that are uh, largely open source that can connect to a lot of things. And that data is yours to do with you, what you want. You know, Shopify, I wouldn't say Shopify is using your data against you, but they, they kind of put things in into uh, paywalls, uh, so to speak. Yeah. So, uh, you know, whereas, you know, I want to connect it, uh, WooCommerce to Zapier, like it's, I already have that done. Like it's already part of what you're paying for. And I want to connect it to Google Sheets. And I also want to get an email every time an order comes in. Okay. You know, we just, just yeah. do that. It's not, it's not, uh, oh, okay, $10 a month. That'd be cool. Maybe we should think about that. Are you just charging ten dollars a month for like extra features? You think we can get away with no, that? No, it's too much to do in money? Soho books. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much, but it, it's too much work to do an invoicing, so we're just not going to do it. That is it, not the also, attitude I want, Ellen. Well, if it's going to cost as much for me to set it up in Zoho as what we're going to charge, then it's kind of a wash. But think about ten dollars a month in perpetuity. Thinking about Mark Cuban type stuff. I want I want one yeah, percent of your sales in perpetuity. No. Never mind. All right. Well, guess we'll just be reputable, ethical business people. Uh, All right. Fine. How dare we? I didn't have a thought. I don't think it was that important. Um, If it comes back, I'll let you know, Ellie. Okay. Sounds good. Um, John, you mentioned uh, shipping, but, you know, of course, that wasn't our issue. That was the wonderful organization of USPS. But that is something to think about when you are running your. Uh, e-commerce store is what are the logistics behind shipping? Are are you, you know, having to ship these products? Um, how long is it going to take? Uh, you know, you need to let people know that if if they have 
so that they know, okay, that's not going to get here in time. Um, so having as much information as you can up front about how long shipping is going to take. How much is it going to cost to ship? Um, are you going to charge for shipping? Um, and that kind of can go along with like how much you charge for the product. Like is that wrapped up in the cost of the product or do you charge separately for shipping? Um, uh, all good things to let your customers know uh, because shipping can be kind of crazy. Um Fun, fun little story for me. Uh, I just ordered some like meal prep meals from some company because I thought it was a good idea because I, I'd be lazy sometimes and I just wanted to try it out. You're eating Shipping, bad yogurt. Yeah, Did I'm eating bad fresh? yogurt over here. No, it's like they're pre-made. Like it, it's it was a company. I think that they're like um, I don't even know how to explain it. Like like fitness people who do it. So mm. it's like really kind of like healthy plain meals basically. You're eating it swole. Yeah, I'm getting swole, nice. basically, is the point of the story. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I say that just so that you guys can all keep track of my fitness progress. Just kidding. Okay. Um, no, but I was buying these meals and shipping. They're like, ah, oh, great prizes and blah, 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 and like free shipping. And then the shipping charge was like $25. And I was like, what? But come to find out, you have to spend like $125 to get free shipping. The meals can be frozen, though. So I did spend $125 because I was like, I can freeze those meals and not have to pay $25 in shipping. So anyway, um, yeah, all great things to like, just kind of let people know ahead of time so that they can plan and not be shocked when you hit them with a $25 shipping charge. Yeah. Shipping Um, can be, uh, either very simple. I know what my shipping costs are going to be. Like if you're selling, we'll go back to t-shirts. If you're selling t-shirts, I know exactly what my packaging cost is. It's an envelope. It's going to be 40 cents. I know, uh, if I go to USPS, the shipping is basically within, three dollars to ten dollars because it's not very much so i could just say mm, i'm going to ship most of them within a state or to- so radius so it's probably going to be more like five to six dollars as opposed to nine to ten so i'm just going to charge seven dollars per shirt and i'm just going to bake that into the price and it's going to be 25 dollars for this t-shirt free shipping so that's the simplest approach but if you've got multiple products multiple weights multiple box sizes uh, you don't always use usps you also use fedex or you also use ups um, WooCommerce, which is the e-commerce platform that we use, you can bake all that stuff into it. You can say this shirt weighs this much. It's going to go in this packaging. So USPS, FedEx, UPS, you give them all your login information to log into your account. And it tells you exactly within a, you know, a little, within pretty close range of what that's going to cost you. And you just bake that price into it. So the customer sees, uh, I paid $15 for the shirt and it cost me seven sixty three to ship it to Arizona. And voila, they pay for the whole thing. Or you mm-hmm. can uh, bake that price into the product and it's kind of a transparent uh, add on to them. Or you can even uh, add on to the percentage. You can say, well, I want to charge, if USPS is going to charge me $5 to ship this shirt, it's going to cost me $3 in packaging plus my time to take it down to the UPS store. So I'm going to add 5% onto the shipping every time. And the customer would never see it. It would just say, oh, it's $7 to ship it. Okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So all things to think about, uh, again, we go back to our, what I said in the previous episode, keep it simple as much as you can possibly do. Don't give them, uh, USPS and UPS and FedEx options with 18 different options within each. Cause that's just going to show too much. They're going to be like, oh, I don't know, just first class is fine. Mm-hmm. So f- see what's convenient. And it also depends on what you're shipping. T-shirt takes a week to get there. No big deal. Ice cream, however, uh, cannot take a week to get there. Ice cream will be <laughs> soup and melted and gross. So you you got to factor all that stuff into it. 
Do you know that from personal experience? I do know that from personal experience. <laughs> so when we uh, uh, at Young's, we, we, we've had the idea to start shipping ice cream. And this was, uh, uh, I don't know exactly the date, but it was uh, before Jenny Jenny's ice cream here in Columbus was like massive. Like she was big around Columbus, but she hadn't gone anywhere outside of Columbus. So she had started shipping her ice cream and uh, we had ordered a couple of times just to test it out. Box, box looked really good. Ice cream was always exactly how cold it was supposed to be, but it was just coming from Columbus. So uh, I met with her, said, like, how are you doing this? And she's like, well, I just have an exclusive deal with FedEx. So uh, like, I know what it's going to cost and my pack, my costs are pretty fixed. And I was like, well, that's not going to work for us. So we tried it anyway. My sister-in-law at the time, well, she wasn't my sister-in-law at the time. She's my sister-in-law now, but at the time she was living in McAllen, Texas, which is like this much uh, close to the border of Texas. So way, way, way down there in Texas. So I said, hey, Kate, I'm going to ship you some ice cream. We're going to see how, how it uh, survives. And uh, dry ice in a box with ice cream, we estimated about two days worth of travel time. So two-day shipping, guaranteed two-day shipping, because if it went a third day, it would not make it for McAllen, Texas, for uh, a box that was probably, you know, I'm doing this for audio, but you you guys can see, a box about this big. So, you know, a uh, foot and a half wide by, you know, maybe a foot and a half tall. It uh, was $180 just to ship it. That doesn't include oh, the, the $10 in dry ice or the six pints of ice cream, which was probably 20, oh, 25 bucks, uh, plus the packaging, plus the time of me putting it together and taking it there. So if we were to try to do that to our customers, like, yeah, great. We can ship your ice cream. It's just going to cost you a hundred and some dollars over what you, uh, over what you wanted to pay for the ice cream. And we've had people do that. Like we've literally said, like we well, we don't offer it on the store, but like if you really need Young's ice cream, like we can ship it to you. And like okay, whatever. And then we come back to them and say, well, it's going to be like eighty dollars plus the ice cream, so it's going to be like a hundred and some dollars for three or four pints of ice cream. And they're like, okay, that's fine. Oh my gosh, like, man, our ice cream's good, but you know, probably can find somewhere like closer. That's be cheaper like, for me to drive back to Ohio, have ice yeah, cream, right. and then drive So back. like we we ended up not, <laughs> yeah. not not going down that route. We shipped cheese for a while. That's a little easier because it's not quite a two like a two day tight window. But even that, like in the summer, you can't ship to the south stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's just okay. Well, now I'm wondering how my meals are going to get to me safely. But they do guarantee like like I'm supposed like they shipped today. I'm supposed to get them tomorrow. Yeah, it's that. But, so but then it's but, like but then but it's they're like, not frozen, how, right? I don't know. Yeah, but they are so, in some kind of like refrigerated situation. Yeah, so yeah. they probably That's how, like, have so hello fresh when we used to do it. Right. Yeah, in, like a refrigerated box and it, it's yeah. like oh, an yeah. insulated and it has ice packs in the bottom, the whole like shebang. Okay. I know yeah. food safety is very important to you, Ellie, based on your collegiate My- experience. <laughs> food safety really freaks Ellie out. <laughs> it does. As I sit here and okay. eat old yogurt, but it's fine. It'll be all right. Yeah, so those things have those costs have come down on like packaging and stuff like that quite a bit because more people are doing it. Uh, but with the time we were doing it, it was literally us finding a styrofoam box, going to Myers, getting dry ice, and then going from the Myers there in Springfield to the UPS store, like right next door at the at the shipping time. So they would get on that truck that then, not not the next morning. So like it was timing. It just didn't make sense for us to do. Yeah. So that's something to keep in mind as well is maybe like when you're in the planning phase, look into what the shipping costs are going to be for your product um, if you're going to be shipping it somewhere, which again, so I remembered what I was going to say earlier when we were talking about like Shopify um, 
storefronts, uh, all that fun stuff. So yeah, again, you can do it yourself, which is great. But the other bad thing is you have to do it yourself. Um, so when you work with a web developer that is experienced with e-commerce, you know, they're not at least like speaking from shout out designs experience, we're not going to make the decision for you when it comes to this is what the process is going to be. This is what like your shipping is going to be, but we do have experience with a few different industries, um, and a few different products and processes at this point. So we can at least guide you of like, hey, when you're trying to do your research on what shipping is going to be, this is where we recommend you look. This is like an article that you can read, like different stuff like that. So it, it I think it's just really nice, again, going back to like being a small or medium-sized business, knowing that like you don't just have to figure it out on your own because, mm-hmm. you know, I think also when you have to figure it out on your own, when you're already trying to run a business on like on your own, then you miss a lot of the features that you're paying for because you don't even know that they're there because it's not the world you live in and you shouldn't have to figure it out. Um, So again, like just to clarify, we won't make those decisions for you, but we will at least guide you down the information, down the path of information that we already know, um, or at least help talk it through with you so you can figure out a process that's going to work for you in the long run. Yeah. And then obviously help you like put it onto your website in a way that works and makes sense and yeah. Um, you know, we're the experts there. So once you do decide what what your process is going to be, we can help obviously form that on on your website. We are which the experts, we the are experts, the not experts. some experts. <laughs> the. the we have all Part- the expertise. We gatekeep particularly, it as much as possible. Particularly me. Mm. I always have these so. moments of like not <laughs> wanting to be too biased in this podcast, and then I'm like, well. I'm biased. Well, yeah, yeah we we're do a good well, job. we're great, basically. So work <laughs> yeah, with we're us. Pretty awesome. The end. Yeah, we're we're wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that that kind of brings up the next point is, uh, with with all of this logistical stuff going on, which is now the third time I've said that word. Um, <laughs> my word well, for the episode. Time. Um, thank you. Uh, you do probably want to pinpoint um, since there's a lot going on, pinpoint one person. Uh, that's going to be in charge of this website outside of obviously your web developers. Um, that's also going to be in charge of if anything does need to be updated or changed on the site, you can have clear direct communication with your website team. So, um, you know, if you're in charge of managing this website or managing your inventory, if something ever needs changed, added, updated, whatever it is, um, send that over to your website team and we we know what to look for. We know how it's been set up. Um, but a couple of tips, a couple helpful tips in sending these changes over since there is kind of a lot going on with an e-commerce website. Sending everything over kind of at once is going to be helpful so that things don't get lost. So if you have a lot of changes or you're noticing like, oh, prices need updated or inventory needs updated, instead of sending separate emails per item, you know, gather up all of the changes, at least that you know of. We know things might pop up, you know, the next day that you might need to send in, but gather everything at once um, and send it all at once so that we can organize it uh, in a way that makes sense without having to make a lot of follow-up changes. And again, Mm -hmm. like I mentioned, so nothing gets missed. Um, I feel like what's really important here is making sure that you have like really accurate information in your store. Mm -hmm. So going back to what we talked about earlier, people will say, well, your website said, you know, we are going to strongly advise making changes in like rounds. So like, oh, I want to update descriptions and then I want to update pictures and then I want to blah, 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 blah. I would just, I would update it all at once. So it's all accurate. um, And there's no confusion for your customers. 
Agree. Absolutely. Um, and another thing so that you do, you do want to be, you know, you want your website to be as accurate as possible for your customers. Um, one point that we wanted to mention was to clearly communicate your expected due dates. Uh, something I wanted to mention with that is one, it is helpful, especially if you know something's coming up, like, okay, these need to be taken off of the website on this date. Um, it is helpful to get that information ahead of time. But be clear on on dates like this needs to be removed on this date. This needs to be added on this date um, again so that there's no overlap or there's no um, inaccuracies on your website. So that's something that's really important too. Something that's also great is thinking about that when it comes to initially setting up your storefront. So I'm thinking of one client that we have that they um, they sell events through their website um, and they have different price tickets based on like if somebody's a member of their organization or if they're just a visitor or if they're a student. Um, so they send all that information so it's all accurate. Um, and then we have their website set up to where once the event um, is like happening – then it moves to a different part of the site so that people know that it's a past event. So they can still see the information, but like they're not going to be able to purchase a ticket for an event that already happened. Um, And since we know that that's the process that they're looking for, that's when they want that product moved over. Then we just baked that into the automation of the website. Um, So it's always good to go for them. So think about that when you're planning as well. Agreed. Um. Another really great idea, uh, kind of during this buying process, after your customers are making purchases, you know, we've said a lot about making your customers happy. Um, And we also talked about this in previous episodes about asking for feedback. This is a really great time to ask your customers for feedback on the buying process. Or, you know, even after the fact, after they've received their um, product or service um, feedback about the shipping, um, about the actual product, whatever it might be, this is a really good opportunity um, to to ask for that feedback. And you can always improve on your processes and work with us to improve those processes. Um, you can get a lot of valuable information from from just asking, simply asking your customers, hey, was there anything that we could do better during that buying process? This is, you know, even be upfront, like this is a fairly new you know, process for us and we want to improve it and we want to make the best experience possible for you. So let us know what we can do better. Yeah. And you can pay people for that, um, that feedback too, like 10% of your next purchase if you fill out this form, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, cause often people will, loyal customers would answer you anyway, but if you throw 10% out or buy one, get one or be on our email list and get offers throughout the year, mm-hmm. like stuff like that, you know, you, you used to uh, used to have to just ask for people's email address and like, oh yeah, great, I'll just give you my email address because I'm interested in hearing about you. Yeah. Uh, and then you did that three thousand times, and now you get twelve thousand emails a day on everybody's offer. So you have to kind of be uh, more pushy to get it. So whether it's a pop up or an email or another email or a third email, uh, but if you give if you give them something for that information because that information is valuable to make sure that you're doing right by others, so mm-hmm. it's it's worth it's worth giving a little bit away. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I feel like I see that all the time, even like first time I go to a site, like whether it's like a boutique or whatever it is, almost every site that I go to, to buy something, there is a pop-up when you first get on the site that says like, sign up for our emails for 15% off. If you know, you're not already signed up or if you're a first time customer and it's like 100% of the time I'll do that if I plan on buying something. Cause who doesn't want an extra 15% off? Um, 
And now, now I'm signed up for your emails and you can send me offers all day long. And I will, I am that person that will click on that in my email and buy things with the discounts because I have a shopping problem. So I love that. I know, I know the way it's set up because we can do this as well, but I love it when it's not just submit your email to get like percentage off, but it's submit your email and then it'll spin the wheel of fortune. And I know it's always going to be 10% anyway, but I just think it's fun (laughs) when you get to spin the wheel. Would be fun if it wasn't. Yeah, if it was actually There's such anticipation. And also, um, spoiler alert, guys, sorry to burst your bubble. Yeah, it's always going to – you're never going to get like the – It's set. Yeah. Is it? And I mean, I don't know. I feel like you being sarcastic. I can't tell. No, I, I, I've, I've never set one of those up. I know you did, but I never set yeah. one of those up. Can't, yeah, can't you, you like say like they're going to be in each of them? So yeah, like, but you, can't I mean, you, you say can like all of them to point one percent of the time it's like a free car or something like that? You could you probably if, could yeah. if you wanted to, but I don't know anybody that's going to. Apparently, I don't really want that sale. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, word middle. of advice: if you're going to set up one of those spinny things, make it possible for someone to win a car. Yeah. A brand new car. If you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just train wrecked the conversation. My bad. <laughs> My bad, okay. everybody. Um, any any further thoughts from, from you two or John, the, the actual expert here? I, I did have a note in there that we, um, and this, you know, this is a lo- much longer conversation, but like the fun stuff that uh, you go beyond the sale. So coupons deals, bundles, subscriptions. Those are all things that you could really knock out and have have a good time with on residual income, you know, subscriptions being one of them. We've got a couple of client sites that have subscriptions where even if it's a um, like a donation subscription, I was just setting up a site like that today where uh, I don't want to donate $500 now, but I will give you $60 a month for the next 12 months. So as a nonprofit that's going to get that money over time, uh, we've got actually we've got a couple of clients that, that do that nonprofit wise. But uh, subscriptions are super popular as you look at your credit card statement and realize all the subscriptions that you pay for that you don't use. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a really uh, smart way to go for businesses, especially if you are offering some kind of value in that subscription. So an e-commerce store sh- can allow you to do that, whether it's um, getting a free goodie every month or f- something cool every quarter or something that's unique. Uh, but you know, subscriptions, uh, also bundles like, oh, people that buy this, also buy this. So why don't you just buy the bundle and save 10% on the whole thing? So kind of add-ons or uh, I've seen this on some sites that, uh, you know, e-commerce sites where it's like, you know, Joe from Iowa just bought what you're looking at. You know, mm-hmm. those are mm-hmm. fake. I know that because mm-hmm. I, I know that's not real. So hours that I look at these sites, I'm like, there's not five people ordering from this site right now. But like, it does catch your eye. And you're like, oh, okay. Other people are buying this, even though you're, even if you're like slightly smart, you'd be like, Eh, they're probably not really buying this, but if they spend all the time to like trick me, they're probably okay. So those are those are things that you can add on, but get your basics first, and then start being you know coupony and bundling and add on and subscriptions and all that kind of fun stuff. Fun. Agreed. Giveaways for anniversaries, all that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. Ooh, love a good giveaway. Have fun. Have fun. That's not a song, but I'm going to make it one. Yeah, we didn't get a, we didn't get a sing on sing along in the last episode, so I know, and you know, I don't think I had enough sleep last night for today to be a sing along either. Okay, all right, and that means <laughs> Thursday's the day. Thursday is the day. I'm feeling Thursday is going to be a good day. Okay. All right, 
thoughts wrapped up from uh, e-commerce? Ellen, get us fired up. Let's go. Okay. I figured out what grinds my gears throughout this episode, and it's related to this episode, but also kind of goes for just website updates in general. Um, what okay. grinds my gears, I am I'm low key calling out our clients on this one, <gasps> but it's in a loving Uh-oh. way. Okay. Aww. But what grinds my gears is when a client lets us know that their um, e-commerce store or just something on their website is not working. And all they say in their email is, my store is not working. (laughs) (sighs) I I get that it – I appreciate you letting me know that it's not working. um, But clearly, like, there was an issue that you noticed – as to why it's not working that you could have let us know about so that we at least have a place to start. Instead right, like, of, point, like us in, point us in the right direction. Working. Yeah. yeah. So or like not- I – like we've also gotten emails before that said like um, the, the client talking to us saying my customer said that this isn't working. And it's like, okay, well, what did they see? Um, because like there, there's a process we have to go through of elimination to figure out what the actual issue it is. Um, and so we're going to do our best to figure that out. Um, but it's, it's really helpful for us and will save us a lot of time, which saves you a lot of time. Um, if you give us all of the information that you have to start and don't just make us guess at to where to start, because if we have to guess at where to start, it's going to take a lot longer. Um, or send so th- like email after email back and forth trying to just get that little yeah. bit of information out of someone. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather you give me like way too much information about the issue that you are experiencing so that I can like rule out as much as possible um, and get whatever is going on back up and running as fast as possible for you than like, you know, come to find out after like a day and a half of emailing back and forth that this person's IP address for some reason just got like blacklisted from your site and we just need to whitelist it and then it's a okay and actually nobody else was having an issue it was just this one person um or like i don't know this person's session timed out on buying from your site and so then like that flagged it on the site and like it it yeah just as much information as you can give us even if you don't think that we're going to need it um is going to be a lot easier than us having to like pull all the information out of you and then you just get frustrated because you feel like we're just asking question after question when it's like well that's how you problem solve amen so don't don't overreact hey yeah don't it's gonna be okay in, and give give a, as a, all the information that you have so like don't walk into the doctor's office and say my leg hurts because yeah. like more information would be helpful did you hit it on mm-hmm. something were you doing right. something athletic are you old? How does it hurt? In what way? Are you bleeding? Is it broken? The leg is quite a large object. Like where in yeah. your leg? The these knee? are all these in the knee, the shin, the ankle. Is it just this one product that's not working? Right. It, yeah. Is it just this one person that didn't get the email? Like and yeah. honestly, this goes for any support request, anything that's wrong with your website. It doesn't have to be e-commerce. Like anything that's wrong with your website, like instead of just saying like hey, something's not working, like what problem are you experiencing? Like, so that goes with any any kind of issue that you're having, whether it be in your yeah. storefront or just on a random page on your website. Please yep. give us more information because I have seen the frustration where it's like, like I don't want to have to keep asking you for clarification because I feel bad um, that I have to keep doing so. And I know that you're getting frustrated by me having to keep replying to you to ask for more information. So 
Yep. Give us more we upfront. Are- we need to ask a few follow-up questions, fine, but we are not, unfortunately, mind readers at this point. So wish we were. We only cool. know what you tell us. Or are we? Ellie, what number are you thinking of between one and ten? Six. See? That's the number that I was thinking she was thinking. Mind I reader. And I knew you were thinking that, which is why I chose six. Mind what reader. I, what did I just change my number to? Four. <gasps> wow. Look wow. At, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Being way too silly for not oh, quite gosh. not quite. But yeah, that's time. that's what grinds my gears this yeah. week is just I feel like what grinds my gears every time I have it is just like a different iteration of like people not communicating well, but it's fine. Yeah, which really, yeah, that basically sums up all of our stress. So, yep. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Communicate, awesome. people. Communication yep. is key. I'll sing you guys out, I guess. I got some energy. <laughs> Let's hear it. Communication. Across the board will set you up for success. S U C C E S S success. Isn't there a song though that is like? Imagine if you spelled oh, that here. wrong in that moment. <laughs> and I would. I got red because I was like, "Oh no, I'm spelling." Um, wait. <laughs> you spelled it right though. <laughs> you did. If at first you don't succeed, try and try again. Okay. And now we're out. Thanks. <laughs> Smash that like button. Pew pew pew. Pew pew pew. Thanks for listening to Oh, Here's a Little Marketing for You, a podcast written and produced by Shout It Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati-based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.